Hi, good night. Welcome to Peppa Podcast. This is a new segment tonight. And tonight we do have a special guest in the house. And our topic will be black men and seeking therapy or having a therapist. So no further ado, um, I'm going to let him introduce himself and then we can begin. Hi, Anchor is has been very beneficial to me. If you're now trying to start a new podcast, up and coming, and you need somewhere to do your podcast, I think you should look into starting your podcast with Anchor. It's been really good to us. We've been having um, lots of fun on Anchor. Very easy to download, very easy to use, and you should try it. Thank you. I'm a happy customer. Um, so tonight we do have a special guest. I know you guys are so used to seeing, to listening to the three of us, but we do have a um, special guest. It is a guy. So we're trying to get a guy's perspective and mostly this topic that we're going to talk about it. It has a lot to do with black men. Okay. So we just find it fitted that we bring a black man on the show that is also going, um, take, um, going through the same, um, process that the same topic that we're going to talk about. So tonight, um, we're going to talk about our black men and therapy. All right. So, um, I think it's, I think it's something that's affecting a lot of black men now, because, um, if you notice little little baby brother, he just died. He just committed suicide. So this is, this is definitely a good topic that we're going to talk about. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. And um, we're, we're, we're going to pop in, you know, when she get a chance. But tonight we do have Maya hey, with hey. us. <laughs> so, and then I'm going to hand it over to our guest. He's going to introduce himself. And the reason why he wants to um, talk about this topic um, that is really affecting our black men in our community. So I'm going to, without further ado, I'm going to put you over to our guest and he's going to introduce himself. Go ahead. All right. Thanks a lot. So, hey, how you doing, guys? So my name is James. So um, I am, you know, I, I, I am I am black. Uh, specifically, I'm from Panama. So I'm uh, with Indian and Hispanic descent. So uh, I've been doing therapy uh, January, this coming January will be two years. So um, it's definitely a subject that's near and dear to me, something that's really important to me. And um, I do thank you. Yeah, and I do thank you for giving me the opportunity to share it with you guys. Nice, nice. Maya, you want to tell the people good night? (laughs) Good night, y'all. How are you? (laughs) Uh, We are back in full effect um, with a brand new subject for you guys to kind of bring a little bit more life and um, just to bring some awareness and to spread some love into a topic that I feel personally is not spoken of um, often enough. So I am so ready to to dive in. All right. Nice. Now, we do have Lori. She just got in. Hi, Lori. Hola. Hello. So, Lori, I don't um, I don't think you, uh, we was just introducing our guest. I'm going to let him introduce himself again because you wasn't here. So, go ahead, James. Hey, what's going, what's going on, Lori? So, this is uh, so this is James. So, yeah, what I mentioned earlier is uh, I've been doing therapy Jan- this coming January, make it about two years. I am of uh, 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 I am from Panama, so I am of West Indian and, uh, and Hispanic descent, and uh, yeah, definitely a topic that I am willing willing to dive in and, and answer some questions, or at least just kind of give you guys, you know, how it's been for me so far. Okay, awesome. That sounds exciting, and great to meet you as well. Thank you. All right, so what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna start the show off and then I, do, I myself do have um, some questions for Jim. So then we're just gonna kick right into the questions. And then of course we do have our little gossip section. So I wanted to start off by, um, cause it's something that I did, I researched, I did research 
actually like a week ago about it so um i um i don't know if a lot of people know that 30.4% of the us population identifies us as black or african american with 30.4% 16% is reported having mental issues in the past year and that's just the past year now from that 16 um with that with that pa- in that past year that is 7 billion people okay more people than than the population of Chicago, Hudson and Philadelphia combined so is this is this basically this graph basically shows that this is something this topic is something that is really important and it's is is affecting our black men um my thing is at the, after the other that was talking to Greg I was like why do when black man a black man say you know it's like okay you know I'm going to see like Charlemagne for instance like when Charlemagne first told um you know his his part his um NV and stuff his cast members on this this um the television the station that he was you know he goes to therapy and they all thought that was funny because it's like they're like wait you're crazy so that you're exactly right yeah. their their instant reaction was what, what the fuck is wrong with you are you crazy now what's going on you, you know like you're going through some shit bro but the thing is if you listen to um gems 96.3 Um I don't know if you guys Lori and um my if you guys know but it's a New York station. Um Charlemagne he basically goes to therapy and it doesn't mean that he's mad. <laughs> it doesn't mean that he's crazy. You know he's going through some yeah, shit yeah, and he wants yeah. to help. It doesn't mean none of that. He's he said that going to therapy help him of uh, you know a lot in his relationship in his daily life how to cope how to approach different situation and he ba- and every time on his show he do stress that black men need to go see a therapist he always stress that that's like something important to him so it doesn't mean so a lot of times when a black man say okay i'm going to i'm going to see a, a therapist you know he's looked up, down upon like something is wrong with him mm-hmm. in all reality black men do need a lot of therapy all right so the first um i'm going to let james explain you know tell us a little bit about you know what made made him um decide to go to therapy and like some of the benefits that's been hap- like you know what he's been gaining how it's been helping how you've been coping with you know since you've been going to therapy so i'm going to give you the floor and then right. we do have some questions and stuff also all right definitely so um my story starts like i said it's almost my story starts almost 2 years ago You know, I'm in a situation where I'm in a job that I'm not crazy about, or at least the position at my job I wasn't crazy about. And I also, you know, have been someone that had gone through some failed relationships, and all of these things are just really like really heavy on my shoulders. So, I mm. decided to, you know, look into therapy. It's something that I looked into in the past and I want to say dabble with it and I can I can come back to, you know, how that looked. but I really just wanted to make an effort to change some behaviors that I didn't like uh when it when it came to you know when it came to myself and how I handled like conflict or how I handled certain situations and just you know just finally just finally take care of it you know I I'm at a point where you know I'm a, I'm a man that's in his 40s so I don't have a family you know at this point but it's something that I want you know I definitely do want a family and i just really want to be the best person the best version of myself that i can be and you know be the best version that i could for my family if i'm blessed enough to have a family so i you know i went on i went on the journey so the journey for me started with i went on to a particular website and and i started to look well first before the website i actually put down on paper things that i wanted to to address or things that i wanted to get a handle of And literally when I went on this website looking for a therapist whether it was a counselor or 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 you know this like uh this psychiatrist this psychologist their social workers so I I wanted to look to see if I could find myself a therapist that was going to check off all my boxes mm-hmm. so what did I do I looked for my perfect therapist if you wanted to put if you want to put it that way so it had to have been a, it had to have been a male and I'll explain to you why it had to be a male it had to be someone of color and this is just my own personal preference so someone of color a male someone within my age range 
and someone that be able to check off my boxes. So, you know, the, you know, the crusade starts and you make a lot of phone calls. Some people don't call you back. Some, some people do call you back and they say, well, you know, they start to interview me, but to be honest, I interviewed them. So, you know, I asked them, hey, you know what? There's an issue that I want to, you know, to tackle when it comes to me avoiding conflict. You know, can you, you know, can you help me out with that? And I wanted them to say yes. And once I found a therapist, I was able to check off all, all my boxes. Then, you know, from, from there was really, it was just really time to go to work. Mm. Wow. That's like a whole load of information. Justin. <laughs> what do you guys think, guys? I mean, I got questions. Me okay. too. Yeah, I yeah, know I you do. Because <laughs> yeah, this is really, this is really interesting. Like, I'm sitting here like, wow. And I'm listening to you and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, like this is so um i really appreciate you james for coming on here and talking about it the thing that just hit me just now is when you say relationship i kind of find that like when you said that you're getting you're you're going through this process and you're getting ready because you're you know for a relationship because you want to be in so when you enter that relationship you want to be a better you a better version of you yeah that is i can i that's so dope right there. No, I appreciate that. That is and, dope. And, you know, it was it was pretty difficult to get to that point. But, yeah, you know, at that point, it's like, listen, whatever it is I was doing before hasn't been working. So I needed to try. Mm. I needed to do something different. God, can you say that again? Can you need to teach these men something. <laughs> and listen, I'm still being taught myself. So, no, nah, no. Nah. Because we're always looking at the one that has a fucking attitude or we got a problem. We're the crazy one. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. That's for a whole other topic on a yeah, whole yeah, other yeah, topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, then. So I'm going to kick it off first with, all, with my questions and then the girls is going to take over after I'm done, okay? okay? Now, the first thing that I'm really curious about is that what made you... You know what made you like what made it a thing that you wanted to like do it and then how long have you been like doing it for so yeah so long um, so this coming january is going to make it two years i didn't know how long this process was going to take i wasn't even worried i wasn't even worried about how long it was going to take uh, but what made me do it again is like i said work i wasn't handling my conflicts at work really good and then my conflicts mm -hmm. outside of work like i said whether whether it was relationships with you know romantic relationships or relationships with my family mm -hmm. members or friends I, right. you know, I wasn't handling it well and i've been handling it this way for you know most of my i guess you could say teen teens and adult life and you know obviously i haven't been able to change it so on right. my own so you know i definitely needed help so that's the first step i mean for me i needed i needed the help and I wanted to get it from someone who didn't know me, someone who didn't, you know, have any, you know, they didn't have any, and they had no not no knowledge of who I was before I stepped in the door, and it was going to be objective, mm -hmm. and you know, right. I was ready, I was ready to do it. But also, too, you know, just going specifically with the with the dating piece, I saw myself, you know, going in the same circle, and ending up in the same place at the end, so. You know, mm -hmm. you know, it got to a point where, OK, you know what, you're doing the same thing or you're attracting or you're looking at the same you know, type of woman or whatever have you. And again, it's not working. So what is it that's not what is it that's not working? What is it that I needed to do different? And I, I'll be honest with you, I had no clue. Mm. Mm. Wow. Um, so like okay so now you're you're in therapy mm -hmm. you're, you're you know you see your therapist mm -hmm. or your therapist you know once a week once uh -huh. a month you no know, however it is <clears throat> now going you didn't at first um like when they know that you're in it and you know what it is now is it something is it is therapy what you thought it would be uh i didn't well i'm gonna say this you know like i was saying before and I, you know what i'll touch on it now i had dabbled into therapy uh let's just say once or twice in the last 10 years so i i wasn't mm -hmm. sure what to expect the first time i ever saw therapy uh my dad had passed away in 2009 and for mm -hmm. a period of time like i was floating on air meaning like i didn't know all i was doing was going to work coming home 
going to, you know, having dinner, going to sleep, going to work. And I was doing that every day for almost, for almost mm. a year. So when I went to a particular therapist, um, I went for, uh, for grief counseling and I'm going to save this. And this is no, this is no, no slight on any like ethnicity, you know, ethnicity out there or age range. But I, I, my therapist was an older white male. And when I say older, I mean, mm -hmm. he was in his sixties and, mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with being an older white male in, in, in your sixties. However, with that particular grief therapist, uh, therapist, I sat in front of him for three days and he said almost nothing. He, he basically wow. just like looks on the other side. He's, he, the first day is like, okay, well, what brings you here? And then as, and I basically talked for three separate sessions and I didn't get any feedback from him. So with that said, I was like, I'm not going there anymore. I'm, I'm good. You know, I'll just figure it, you know, I'll just figure it out, you know, and that went on for about four or five years. And then I sought the help of another therapist and this one, this therapist was around my age range. So he was, he, you know, he was white, but he was in his like thirties or forties. And we actually vibe pretty well. We actually were getting somewhere, but I saw him for about two months. And then out the blue, mm -hmm. I go to, you know, I go to one of our sessions and he's like, Hey, James, you know, I need to tell you today's going to be our last session. And, you know, I'm looking at him like, what the fuck? Like, are you serious? So he's like, yeah, you know, I'm starting on my own practice. I'm not taking any health insurance right now, you know, so we can work something out oh, if you wow. want to pay cash. And I was looking at him like, like, dude, come on, man. So now I got to go somewhere else and start all over again. Like I got to go and give this story from the time that I was two, two and a half until now. And another breakup. Yeah. Yeah. So it was too, it was too much for me. So I said, Hey, you know what? Thank you for everything that you've given me, you know, but I'm good. And I didn't go back again until, you know, until two years ago. So two years ago, you know, I went prepared knowing that, Hey, listen, this is not a permanent re relationship. This person can leave at any point in time and you got to be mm -hmm. okay with it. So while you have this person's attention, then let's just get to the work and let's, you know, let's get it, let's get it done. Okay. Wow. All right. I'm going to let the girls, I'm going to leave some of my questions mm -hmm. back. So I'm going to let the girls ask because I know they're like waiting. They, they, they uh -oh. just want to ask you some oh, stuff. Man. So I'm going to give them, I don't know whoever want to go with Maya or Lori Press. I'm going to let them ask you some stuff, some questions okay. also. Go ahead, girls. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, James, I appreciate you coming onto the show and really opening up uh, about this to give um, our listeners um, just a different perspective here, honestly. Um, you know, to I think the hugest thing um, in this was that you realized and recognized that the behavior needed to be changed, right? Because you mm -hmm. wanted the best version um, available, right? For yourself. So I think Definitely. that that is an internal um, decision that um, men, black men have just not been able to really um, address, you know, um, in mm. their lives, right? Um, I think that emotionally, um, you know, I know men to be you know women's best friends right they are there to be our confidant they're there to be the provider mm -hmm. of a relationship right um i know you specifically mentioned that you were dealing with stress on the job you know and then the security of that is a whole another stress right um mm -hmm. that is just automatically placed on the man to be the provider um you know in a relationship or even trying to figure out from the outside looking in okay well what is it about me that i can't make work you know, is it the women that you're choosing? I know that you said that you were having an eternal battle, you know, mm -hmm. um, from that. So it's like, yeah, dang, definitely. what really helps you find that balance in your life? Because I feel like it's almost through experience, right? And then also knowing that um, you want the best version of yourself. I know, you know, because I feel like men don't really go or find or seek um, you know, help because they've got to be this big bad wolf and, you know, they've talked yeah. to just, oh, brush it off your shoulders, you'll be fine, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm, true. But I feel like men fail before, they'll fail plenty of times before getting 
things right you know like you guys mm-hmm. have ample opportunities in your career um you know there's this drive there's this determination to be number one to be the best at everything you guys do drills you know for sports and things like that yeah. you train your body to do these things but True. when True. it actually comes down to what's close to your heart and what's close to home is such you know your energies your mental your emotions um you know the characteristics that we know men to have of courage and respect why is yeah. it not given to yourself for your well-being right i think that it's almost a fear tactic that's instilled into therapy it's this uh stereotypical you know that we as colored people don't really seek um that extra step of help you know it's almost labeled as oh you know that's not for us you know automatically um but I think that the willingness to acknowledge is huge. Um, You know, you recognize what it was that you needed to change. Um, You mentioned that you had no clue um, what therapy was going to bring from your life. Now, is that a difference from what you thought you needed to change personally and then what therapy opened your eyes to what it was? Well, well, how I I approached it was not necessarily... If I think back on it, not necessarily mm-hmm. like how therapy is going to be for me. It was it was more me being being more aggressive and saying, you know, look, therapist, this is what I need. Can you do this for me? So um, one thing one thing that I would say is, is that if anyone seeks therapy, don't seek it thinking that your therapist or your counselor, whoever is there to 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 fix you or to fix your life or to or to make everything better. They are there to help you peel that onion and find out why you're doing these or why you have been, you know, behaving a certain way or where these behaviors come from. And then offering you some alternatives on how you can do it and and be more more healthy mentally. But at the end of the day, you still have to you still have to do the work. So for instance, right. with um with my therapist and his on his name is Keith. So with Keith, my first like 10 sessions. Like I didn't play any games. Like I emailed him the night before that day, letting him know like how I was feeling during the week and what I was going through, because I wanted my I wanted my whole hour. I didn't want I didn't want to spend my first 20 minutes like telling Keith how my week was. I was sending him an email, and by the time I got got to my session, he had already read the email. He's like, "Oh, I got your email yesterday, and you know what happened at work, you know, with your boss." And we were just getting right to it. So you know, from the from the beginning, you know, I've been you know I've been committed to it. I uh, one another reason, you know, that I would say that I was so committed to it is, I mean, you know, and this is no listen. I, I'm I'm a family person. You know, I have a very big family on both sides, and I love my family, you know, so much. I would say that my, you know, that my that my upbringing was, you know, how to be a decent person. It was, you know, don't really rock the boat. Don't don't make too, you know, don't make too much, you know, too many splashes just you know do the right thing you know be honest but i don't think that it it prepared me um i don't think i don't think it prepared me to like deal with conflict i don't think it prepared me with um having having a healthy relationship i grew up with mostly women in my in my family there are tons of women there i got tears all over the place i got my mom i got my my grandmother my dad wasn't necessarily in my life my first probably uh 10 or 11 years you know i would only see him sparingly so i don't have that you know that masculine that masculine you know portion i did have a stepdad but then you know that's different he gave us a form of protection but you know there was no there was no like if ands or but that ain't that you know exactly that's not daddy and then too you know mom put it out there from the beginning like you know i run this here so my mom taught me how to survive and you know i love my mom you know to death and but she you know she taught me how to survive because she you know was taught how to survive i'm not sure that i was given you know all the tools to learn how to actually live life healthy as opposed to just surviving to 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 totally separate things and i didn't want to just yes. you know I, I just didn't want to survive you know just survive anymore another thing too you know with being around with being around so many women and this is just what it was what you know what we were taught whether it was directly or indirectly you know when dealing with women was you know like don't piss them off 
and, that, and that's what it was now like don't like don't don't piss them off so what that means is is you know you do good you know you, you know you don't you don't make no trouble and then my mom being a single mom and stuff like that i didn't want to i didn't want to add trouble to her by you know by by like telling her to hey you know mom you know, i'm not feeling myself today or i'm feeling sad or whatever have you because to me i felt that was putting more on her shoulders that she already had you know she already had enough so but that but that's not a healthy wow. that's not a healthy way to that's not a healthy way to go about it you should you should feel free enough to express how you're feeling you know in one way shape or form always and then you know you're hoping that you know your parents and stuff then are able to you know help help you get through the maze so right did they yes but they helped me survive as opposed to live and there's a big difference i definitely agree with that i definitely agree with that and i think that all of us um you know in one way shape or form face our own struggles you know that are going mm-hmm. to um change us to the core right um and we can probably all do better to take it in and and how we digest it and how we also output that right mm-hmm. um physically as well as emotionally um but the impression you know for us i think is um the emotional you know toll that it could take or the vulnerability you know aspect of being that male model Mm -hmm. in a society like this right labeled with anger issues um you know fatherhood how society portrays you um being able to even be as vulnerable as you want to whether it you know be to your own sexual issues what mm-hmm. you like and don't like mm-hmm. um you know substance abuse mm. um i think the sim- the sensitivity of a male having to also deal with their body image how they look mm-hmm. you know what they feel um men and or women you know would be attracted to to be able to kind of fit this one niche yeah. right um our own health i think that that all for sure definitely makes an impression um you know on a male's mind and then having all of that um still you know on the weight of your shoulders like you mentioned that's a different life from being able to really um be raised on survival and tackling the world that way and seeing it differently than it is to be able to kind of just be able to live free Um, and like you said healthy so nice all right guys we have a little surprise guest that just popped in so he's gonna give us his little his opinion and then we're gonna go on to lori (laughs) go ahead guess i just walked (laughs) in james what's up it's good. I, I I came in like halfway through the conversation, so um. But I heard some things that you said that I just wanted to piggyback off, right? Um, because like I, you know, me and you yes, got similar yes. background, right? Yes. We've been raised similar ways. So, like like you said, like you don't want to go to your mom and say certain things. So as a man, we we self teach ourselves to keep yep, stuff either, inside, either. right? We don't we don't we're, we're, we're almost scared to mm-hmm. express how we feel because we're gonna look get looked True. at a certain way we're gonna get looked at like we weak we're gonna get looked at like you can't handle what, what what's in front of you can't handle this 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 plate or yeah. you know what i'm saying so it's like like our upbringing is like same thing my mom was single raising two kids pops wasn't around you know what i'm saying so it's like stuff that I dealt with day to day, who would I turn yeah. to? Who can I turn to? Right? So I taught myself to keep stuff inside, like to keep stuff to myself. And not to, and it's almost like I'm not gonna burden anybody else with my issues. Right? It's like I'm not it's like, you know what? I'ma keep I can it I'ma keep my shit to myself, handle try to handle it myself, but then still deal with the everyday issues and stress and shit that you go through on a daily basis but it's the same shit like you don't want to and even even when you have a significant other or a family or you know whatever you 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 t- like me for instance i keep i keep a lot of shit to mm-hmm. myself right and me and you talk about it and i and, and i would keep it to myself to the point where when 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 one thing yep. happens it's like boom then all my emotions just start coming out at one time. Storm. And it's like, where, like people, they look at me like, what the fuck that came from? Like, where did that come from? But I know y'all talking about therapy and, 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 and I feel like it's a big, a big thing and a very important thing that, that everyone should partake in. Cause even now 
like even at my job, they have us as leaders taking a, a, mm -hmm. a, a training, right? On how to deal with our emotions nice. during the day. So they teach us, like, if you start your day and they give us three colors, like green, yellow, and red, right? And how you, and they want us to keep track of how we feel during the day. And they gave us like, um, exercises to do to like to bring you back into to to that green state so like for an example um he the the, the is a doctor and he was telling us so let's just say he, he he gave example of himself like he had a big meeting one day right big big meeting and very important meeting so he went for his daily jog or whatever and five minutes before the meeting he gets a phone call Worst phone call he could imagine he getting, right? So, excuse me. And he he went from green to fucking just like red. That. So, just like that, right? Just from that phone call. But he know that he got to go to this meeting in five minutes. And his mind is not where it needs to be. So, what he did, and what he, he still has it on his phone to this day. He has a recording of, like, his daughter, right? And his daughter when she was like four or five years old excited about a vacation so he plays that immediately before the meeting and it immediately brings him back to grief mind you, his daughter's like 20 years old now but he still has yeah, his voice yeah, recording yeah. on it but it just it just it, and, and i use that as an example it's just like i have a rough day at work now using this is like okay before i come into my house i'm gonna listen to something on the radio that's gonna yeah. bring me back green to get my emotions in check but and, and and like doing this little training that we have now it is very important to have some kind of exercise some kind of outlet so you know like you've been to therapy i need to go to therapy mm -hmm. like i know that for sure like you know what i'm saying but i'm procrastinating with it and that's on me but i i you know i'm just listening to y'all y'all go ahead i appreciate you, know, you brother what all right, Myla, thank you so much. We appreciate you, Thanks Greg, for, for you know, coming in. Why are you, why are you making that thing? <laughs> coming in on my se segment. So go. It's called call in, sir. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. and special. Anyway. This is what I gotta do. Maya, wait for the Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lori, go ahead, boo. The floor is yours, honey. I mean, right now I don't have much questions. My main question would be like, how are you coping now? Um I, mm -hmm. and how you think you would cope even when you stop doing therapy, like is that not to say I for lack of a better yeah. word, then no, I, I mm -hmm. codependent. No, it's a um, it's a it's a real thing because soon and soon I'm gonna I'm gonna make a decision. This is just me myself. I'm gonna make a decision. You know how long I'm gonna stay in therapy because this is not something that I plan to do to do forever. So I'm literally working that out in the sense that you know I gotta think of you know what other work you know do I have left and is this other work that I have left something that I can go ahead and start working on on my own and you know I feel that I'm just about there I'm, I'm just about there when I started therapy it was once a week because it was really it was really intense and once a week then turned into once every two weeks and then once every three weeks and then round not right now it's like once a month <clears throat> so yes I will have to make a decision really soon to where do I want to keep going you know with this and what am i getting out of it or am i good and when i say good am i good to basically you know fly on my own without supervision so to speak and i definitely and i definitely right. feel confident that i am there's just a couple little things that i just kind of you know that i that i want to work through and i've been doing this in layers so you know at first I, you know i went solely on me in terms of you know my behaviors mm -hmm. and stuff and then I've, I've gone into like you know what was my relationship between me and my dad what was my relationship like what i'm doing now is my relationship with myself and you know and my mom like how you know how is that what is it you know with how i was raised or you know how she raised me you know how is it you know how did that affect you know how i became a man and my behaviors and stuff of that nature so those are things that i constantly have to review and and 
I know for a fact, you know, I'm definitely a better man today than I was, you know, what, 18, 19 months ago. And, you know, I can see it. I can, I can feel it. I had to do a lot of different like exercises. Like, you know, I used to have a hard time saying no to people and especially at work. So people will come to me and even though I had a project due, you know, in two hours, if someone came to me and said, James, you know, I want you to know, can you help me out with this account? I would drop everything that I did and <clears throat> I would help them with that account. But then at the end of the day, my work then started to become late. So I had to make a conscious effort in saying no. And it was to the point where I used to like put on my on my whiteboard, you know, I would put stripes on how many times I said no on a particular day just to literally keep score. Uh, mm -hmm. One thing that really helped me out is that I had two safe people. So one was a cousin of mine, one was a friend of mine. And they were my two safe people because they knew from the very beginning that I was doing therapy, meaning I told them. And whenever I didn't okay. feel myself and I just needed to talk to someone, I could give them a call just about at any time. And I knew I could have a conversation with them and they weren't going to try and solve my issues or anything. They were going to listen. And if something just didn't sound right, they'd be like, James, that's bullshit. And, you know, and, you know, I'd have to wake up and snap out of it and then, you know, you know get back on track. So that's been something that's been a real, a huge help. And I'm going to tell you guys this, uh, I'll tell you guys this story. So one of the, one of my biggest issues that I wanted to tackle was me dealing with conflict. So conflict was a conflict was a big thing to me. Mm. So I'm going to ask each of you, and I looked at conflict like conflict when it comes to like disagreements or arguments and stuff of that nature, and how how I dealt with it. So I'm going to ask mm -hmm. each of you a question. Lori, can you remember the first time you um <laughs> the first time you noticed people arguing? And, and if you don't know, it's okay. The first time I know. The first time I know. Yes, the first arguing? time you remember seeing an argument. How old were you? Yes. If you don't mind me asking. Young. Okay. Like so this, what about you? What about you, Maya? Oh yes. Um, around four or five. Okay, good. And, and Sharon. Okay. Same. So now for about me, five. I was about three years old. And my mom and my dad are having an argument. And well, I'm not going to put all their business out there, but let's just say, you know, my, you know, let's just say, you know, they were having an argument over something. And what my mom did was my mom, you know, decided that, listen, living with my, my dad living with us was not something that was going to work out for us. So I woke up to an argument and seeing my mom putting my dad's clothes in a suitcase, you know, my dad giving me a kiss on the forehead and he left the house and he never lived with us since okay so now a couple years after that i have a stepdad and everything is good at first and then there are some issues and then you know my you know my stepdad and my mom they're going they're going at it and they're arguing whatever have you and then my stepdad my stepdad then is no no longer living with us i have an older sister and my older sister and my mom they're kind of knocking heads and whatnot my older sister's a teenager at the time and, you know teenage you know teenagers with their moms and stuff like that they're going through their stuff and my sister turns 18 and then she makes the decision that you know what she's going to move with her older sister or her, her older half sister in california so for me unfortunately how i process conflict and arguments from when i was a kid was that at some point in time after that argument something had to end Wow. Yeah, people so, end up leaving. So at some point, after that argument, That's something deep. had to end. Something had to, something, you know, it was going to come to a head and it was going to be it. You go your way and I go my way. So then I grew up with this in, you know, in my head. And this is just how I process it. So I go into this and then when I have relationships with friends and family and stuff like that, and there's some type of conflict, I would step back from the conflict because in my mind, that conflict is going to turn into an argument. And then at the end of the argument, there's going to be no friendship. There's going to be no relationship. So then... So it's like you prepared. So, so I was taking punches. You know, I was taking punches and letting things slide. Because to me, it was like, okay, I wasn't ready to lose this person as a friend or lose this person as a partner. So I'm just not going to get into it. So I'm, so I'm not going to get into Wow. This so I'm doing this for childhood. I'm doing this, you know, into my teens and my 20s, 30s or whatever have you. So 
I'm working through this, you know, with my, so, you know, working through this with my therapist. And then now I realize that, no, that's not the case. That's not how it goes. There's going to always be conflict. Conflict is healthy. Conflict is necessary. No one's going to, two people are not going to always think alike. Mm. And, you know, there's a way to express, you know, that you're, that you have an issue and you, you set your boundaries and stuff of that nature. And then you work it out. So now I'm going to end the story saying this. So, uh, Greg and Sharon, you guys actually helped me with my with my particular journey because something happened between the two of you guys and the two of you guys are arguing right and i hear this argument mm-hmm. and you guys are going at it so fiercely that literally a 40 something year old man now all of a sudden is thinking thinking back to when he's seven years old and you guys are going at it heavy so even though I was really calm and cool and trying to talk to the both of you guys, I'm trying to talk to you. And then, you know, Greg wants to say his point that you want to say your point. And I'm trying to get you guys and just kind of like simmer it down or whatever have you in, in, in the back of my mind, or at least in, you know, inside, inside me, I'm like, Oh shit. Like this is, this is the, this is the exact thing that I try to run away from. This shit is going to turn haywire. I'm not ready to, you know, and, I, and mind you, these are the things I'm thinking in my head. I'm not ready to lose you know, you know, you know this. I'm not right, ready to right. lose that and have this breakup, and then now this, that, and next, and the other. So, mm-hmm. what helped me is is that I survived you. you know, I survived you guys' arguments. I was already patting myself on the back that night, so that's one. And then two, like two, like two or three days later, both of you guys were cool again. And when I mean cool again, it's not to say that the conflict isn't there. But you guys had you guys had already spit out what you needed right. to spit out, and then now you guys are doing what you needed to do to heal it. And that was like my test to know, like, like, like that was almost like someone doing a demonstration in front of me to say, James, you see, it doesn't have to end if there's like, you know, if there's an argument. It's not. It doesn't mean that it, that it's over. It just means that listen, this is how this came out. There was conflict, and now it's time to basically talk it out and get it together. So that was. So that was that was a big deal, man. I, you guys don't even know how much you know, how much you guys helped me that evening. Wow. Yeah. No. no. That's powerful. powerful. No. That didn't even That's know. powerful. No. Wow. So thinking oh. about it here, I know the person that you are today. Do you think you would be ready to take on a full, long-term, intense? Not in a bad way, intense, but something with longevity, like a yeah, definitely. I um, I've I've put together like the tools and just to, you know, just different aspects. Like you know, you and I have talked like um in the past, like about like learning like attachment styles. You know, when you when you're in a relationship, to this is something else that you know I had to try to learn. Something called self-soothing. So, you know. You know, be honest. My parents didn't teach me how to self-soothe more than likely because they didn't know how to self-soothe. Which, you know, more than likely their parents didn't know how to self-soothe. Right. So basically, when you're in a moment where you feel that like you're gonna, you know, melt down or shut down or you're not feeling well, how is it that you get yourself back on track? How do you basically, you know, get yourself centered again? And you know, Greg, you know, brought up a, a good point in terms of his coworker listening to, you know, listening to his daughter's voice. Like, what is it that you're you're able to do? to self-soothe yourselves a lot of people don't know how to do it and and you know i've been able to right. you know learn how to get to those steps that if i'm not feeling myself and whatnot you know especially like listen like right now with this covid season you know i'm used to being around people all day for my you know for my job and you know i do my photography right. you know and, and whatever have you and i i went from being around hundreds of people a day at my job to for the most part it just being me and it was a huge adjustment. So, you know, it, I had to bring those tools and, and start putting them into motion and they worked. So I'm definitely a much better person um, to, to, today than I was two years ago. Uh, the last thing that I'll tell you that um, that pissed me off is maybe about a year ago, I'm on the train, I'm on, I'm, I'm on my way to work. And I started to think, I'm like, wait a minute. Um, I had a list of like 10 things that I wanted to take care of. But the issue is, is that when I start crossing off stuff, there's more stuff that I'm adding on at the bottom. You always learn something new that you want to work on. And I was pissed off when the train like, this is some <laughs> bullshit. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm gonna be working on myself the rest of my life, you know? And I, I was pissed off, you know? 
because I'm thinking to myself <laughs> at first, and it was a night, and it was a crazy way of thinking. But I'm like, listen, I'm gonna go to therapy. I'm gonna fix these ten things. And then you know, I'm I'm good. Then you know, I can just get it popping. But no, the ten things turned into <laughs> right, right. fifteen, turned into eighteen, turned into twenty-five, and I'm like, I'm gonna be doing this shit till I till I'm no longer on this earth. And that's what it is. Just just coming to grips with the fact that yeah, you know, you can choose to self-improve, or you can turn, you can choose not to. And we all have friends or family who do no self-improvement and lo- and we all know how ugly that looks. Yeah. And I don't want to be that person. Right. Right. Wow. Mm. All right. You guys have any more questions for Jay? Um, I just wanted to point out that I do believe that it does matter who we talk to. It just it just matters whether it be male, mm-hmm. female, you know, of our own same race. I believe that it does matter. Um, now, for those who um, are on the fence, James, because I know that therapy is basically like facing your sober reality, yeah. right? Like the dark yeah. truths of yeah. your makeup. Um, oftentimes, people don't go to therapy until. Um, I don't want to say mm-hmm. it's too late, right? But um, towards the end of Price a yeah. closure, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, what advice would you give to those who are on the fence um, and are, yeah, to those who are on the fence and the ones who should probably go today instead of waiting? Gotcha. I mean, I would I would say don't go don't go into it blind. You know, do the research on your own because that's another thing. Even though I go to the, you know, even though I do therapy. I still do research on my own. You have to do the research on your own so that you can, um, I guess, not have not 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 have false expectations. Again, you can't go into this thinking that the other mm. the person that you are going to sit across from and spew out your life is there to is there to save you. They are not there to save you. They are there to provide you with the tools mm. that you that you would need to save yourself. If you go in, if you can go into it with that mm. mindset, then you know you can you you can go ahead and you can you know you can try it. But then when I say try it, I would say for for the most part, know 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 what know what you want, know who you want to speak to. So something that I told, I remember telling um, I remember telling one of my sisters, is if you want to think about therapy, think about who you want to speak to. So what I mean by who you want to speak to. Do you want to speak to an older person that you know may resemble your mom or grandmother? Do you want to res- you know speak to an older person that maybe resembles an older sister? So kind of sort of in your age range, but maybe has a little more experience. Do you want to speak to someone that's of your same age? Do you want to speak to someone that's a little younger? And do you want to speak to male? Do you want to speak to you know to a female? All those things you should take into consideration, and not just jump at the first person that is willing to have you sit down in front of them to basically spew out your life got it got it i love it um james i just wanted to personally say thank you for taking us on this personal development journey of yours um what a brave and amazing um act for yourself um to kind of bloom into the uh best version of yourself um so you've inspired me um and um, thank thank you you. thank you i appreciate it guys thank you Yes, um, James, thank you so much for coming on, the, on our podcast. Um, I've actually gained a lot of information from you mm-hmm. just, you know, spitting it out there. Um, thank you. Um, it's crazy because, you know, a lot yes. of people say you never know who's watching mm-hmm. you. Right. Yes. I didn't yes. know you was watching yes. us, you know, just with that incident. And I, I didn't know because of that one incident that it kind of helped you cope mm-hmm. with, you know, with your childhood and, you know, with, yeah. what, you know, what's going on in today's world and what you're going through. So, um, <laughs> I'm shocked. Um, <laughs> but I definitely respect it. Um, cause you know, That's we really all got our issues. I got mine. <laughs> I'm ignorant as fuck. I'm working on it, but, um, I got mines. Um, uh-huh. um, Lori mm-hmm. has her own issues. Maya has her own stuff that she go through. So um, for you to come on here and you know, like just let it all out. That's a stronger sense of self. It's my pleasure, man. It's my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We definitely. 
Yeah, because you know, a lot of times when people talk about therapy and men going to therapy, it's like, like I said, it's like you're, it's like a stigma, you know, like they're labeled as yeah. okay, then something's fucking wrong with you. So we definitely respect it. We definitely respect you coming on the show. Um, we're gonna wrap it up a little bit, but um, Lori, you have anything to say? No, I don't. Just appreciate him sharing, you know, his story and what he's no, been through and you're still welcome. going through. Thank you so much for that. It's a beautiful thing. Right, right. All right, James. So we're gonna let you go, James, and then we're gonna continue because we got one more section and then yeah, we're yeah, gonna close no it up here. So you I'm have a good here, night, bro. okay, James? Thank you. Thank you, man. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hi, y'all. Hey. (laughs) How you got? That was so good, right? Won my heart. It was so good. Definitely dope. Definitely dope. All right. So I just have my gossip section, and we about to close this up. So, Let's get into um, I've just learned that. Oh, first of all, first of all, who is in the White Ooh, House? It ain't Trump. Who's in the? <laughs> who's in the White House? Anyway, and then we have our first Black Vice wow, President. Wow, 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 And she is a woman, so I think pussy price hey, just went up. Wow. Okay. Hey, <laughs> okay. It just went out. So we just need to double yes, the price. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I just learned that Whitney Houston and Notorious B.I.G. are officially inducted into the Rock and, Ho- Ro- um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Did you guys know that? No. Yes. And oh my God, I'm rest in peace to Alex. Yes. He died. He passed it today. You know the guy yes. from Jeopardy? That does the Jeopardy I know, thing. That was my guy. Wow. Rest in peace. I know. Battling um, yeah, pancreatic cancer. I just thought that was so sad. Um, what else happened? What else was juicy? This guy, the rapper, his name is Vaughn, King Vaughn. something. Yes, he got murdered. Um, they did arrest the guy that murdered him, probably for something that's stupid, but you know, that's these related. Yeah. Yep. So these young rappers are not living past, you know, 22. So rest in peace to him. I know. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, I hope you guys have a good rest of the week. I am going to go ahead and edit this and send it to you guys. Um, you guys, you guys got anything going on for the rest of the week? No, ma'am. Work, 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 work. Everybody yeah, I ain't got nothing going on. <laughs> That's it. We're gonna be tuning That's in. It. I'm gonna be working on this podcast. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yes, sir. yes. 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 Send Lori the um thing that you sent me with you know the stuff that we need to we'll work do, on. We'll do. We'll do. We got some cool things planned for our listeners. Yes. Thanks y'all for sticking yes. through with yes. us, the current ones and yes. our new subscribers. Yes, we're gonna have more guests coming on our show. Yep. So. Yep. We got a lot of stuff coming. Anyway, good night, guys. Go ahead. It's, um, I'm going to let you guys go because it's supposed to have been 45 minutes. It's 53 now. So that's something we need to work on. It's okay. So, we had a good topic um, today. I'm let you guys it was go. getting the tea. Right. It was a good topic. <laughs> it was juicy. Yeah. So I love you guys. Have a good rest of the week. We all, you know, I'm still going to keep in touch with you guys for the week. Um, But it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Hey, boom, boom, boom. Good night, y'all. <laughs> Good night, Bye. guys. Y'all have a great Love week. Love you guys. Love you too. Bye. 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 And welcome to Pepper Podcast. We are here with another juicy.